0: The Destruction of the Temple and the End of Times. Good morning, Christian America. Jesus today, in the scripture we're going to cover, talks specifically about what to do and what not to do when you think or you hear of the end of times. He also makes a prophecy that we can look to that shows that he is God, that he knows the future, that he has a plan for us when he predicts he prophesizes the destruction of the temple and will explain why that matters so let's get into the word as we get our week started off right good morning christian america And good morning, Christian America. Eddie here is always representing the Christian American revitalization effort where we seek to revitalize the Christian faith across our nation. If you like what we're trying to do here, if you appreciate this movement, this revitalization of our faith that we are trying to participate in we ask that you share this video you subscribe to this video to this podcast on the youtube channel on the rumble channel on whatever podcast platform you're watching this go to christianamericantees.com and pick yourself up some christian american apparel we have a special discount going on right now on the website it's 20 off your entire order it's 20 percent off your entire order the rest of the world is dealing with inflation prices are rising everywhere food costs more cars cost more clothes cost more we are giving you a discount because we're trying to look out for you this podcast this organization it's for christian americans by christian americans and we're trying to you know spread the word of god with a little bit of charity and goodwill and generosity uh take advantage of that go to christianamericantees.com and pick yourself up some christian american apparel so guys here today we're gonna get into the gospel of mark and chapter 13 Right at the beginning, and Jesus is giving uh, a, a a private lesson to his most trusted apostles, and we'll get into who they are. Uh, but he's going to, and he's going to prelude this uh, th- th- this talk on the end of times with a prediction, a prophecy of the temple. And we're going to discuss afterward why this prophecy matters, and it has to do with the gospel. It has to do with what non-believers and atheists tell us or try to tell us and tell the rest of the world about the uh, about whether or not these gospels are true and this is one of the specific areas of scripture that they try to use not in a good way they try to twist it uh but we'll talk about that after we get into the word so if you grab your bibles turn to the gospel of mark chapter 13 And we're going to start at verse one and verse one says, as he was making his way out of the temple area, one of his disciples said to him, look, teacher, what stones, what buildings? And Jesus said to him, do you see these great buildings? There will not be one stone left upon another that will not be thrown down as he was sitting on the Mount of Olives opposite the temple area, Peter, James, John, and Andrew asked him privately, tell us, when will this happen? And what sign will there be when all these things are about to come to an end? Jesus began to say to them, see that no one deceives you. Many will come in my name saying, I am he, and they will deceive many. When you hear of wars and reports of wars, do not be alarmed. Such things must happen, but it will not yet be the end. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes from place to place and there will be famines. These are the beginnings of the labor pains. Okay, so, so friends, we're going to take it from the top because there's, there, there's a lot here and we could spend hours on it. We only have a few minutes with you. Okay, so first, Jesus is talking about the temple. They, they ask him, they say, teacher, look at these great buildings. Look at these great stones. And then he shocks everyone. and he says, trust me, there won't be a single stone that's not going to be thrown down. It's all going to be destroyed. Why does this passage matter? Well, it matters is because when they when when people try to date the bible right so first things first is that this prophecy was correct years after jesus's death and resurrection the romans come and they destroy the temple jesus prophesies that destruction with this statement and so what atheists do or what they try to do is they say okay if this gospel was written by mark right and he could not have possibly foretold the destruction of the temple before it happened because non-believers obviously don't believe in god they obviously don't believe that jesus is the son of god so they obviously wouldn't think that jesus the son of god would be able to uh predict the destruction of the temple so if the destruction of the temple didn't happen until 70 ce or 70 the the year 70 as we know it ad then atheists go okay so the gospel of mark would have had to be written after the year 70 AD because there's no way he could have predicted the falling of the temple the destruction of the temple and so then Jesus dies at about 33 34 AD if Mark uh, his gospel isn't written until after 70 AD there's about 40 years and a lot of lost stuff you see this couldn't have been accurate that's, that's how they tell you or that's the excuse they use to tell you that these gospels were written decades and decades after the death of Jesus Christ. But that's not the case if you believe, as we do, that Jesus prophesied the destruction of the temple. Because nowhere, it would also make sense that if Mark wrote it after the destruction of the temple and then injected it into his gospel as to say, well, Jesus knew about this, why, why doesn't Mark ever write that in this passage that Jesus correctly prophesized the destruction of the temple? Or that Jesus was correct because the, the temple was destroyed in 70 AD? He never writes it because when he did write it, the destruction of the temple hadn't happened yet. So that brings the gospel of Mark much closer to the life of Jesus, thereby giving it more accuracy, right? The the which is one of the reasons why we believe that uh, these gospels are uh, 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 biographical accounts of Jesus and that they're accurate because they weren't written decades and decades they were uh, essentially written once these uh, these disciples had a chance to sit down and actually think about what has happened and in Mark's case Mark is a student of the apostle Peter. Mark is also uh, a student of the Apostle Paul. We see that in the Gospel of Acts. Uh, And from Paul and from Peter, Mark takes these things down and he writes them down as Peter gives it to him. Not, you know, decades and decades afterwards. So that's important. Um, There's an author, Dr. Brent Petrie, who has a a whole lecture series. He's wrote a whole book. It's called The Case for Jesus um, that goes into depth And he refutes a lot of the atheist arguments uh, on the validity of the Gospels. Okay, so check that out if if that interests you. Second, going down into the second part of this scripture uh, regarding the end of times. What does Jesus say? Because we've heard a lot of end of times talk since COVID. Jesus says, don't be worried about these things. He says that many people will come and they will say, I am he being I am Jesus, Uh, they'll say, follow me to believe in me, because I'm going to lead you into the to to the to the next life where I'm going to be your 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 leader. What does Jesus say? Do not be deceived. Do not be deceived. There'll be many who come and say, come follow me. I am he. Think about what we see today. Think about the leaders the quote-unquote leaders in our society think about our political leaders think about our church leaders think about the way that they see themselves and think about the way that we or other people have reacted to that there's a lot of individuals who are placing their hope they're placing their trust in earthly men these days so much so that they're rioting in the streets, they're fighting on camera, they're uh, yelling at each other on TV, they're all over the place spreading lots of hate and lots of division on the account of one or two particular people. These people are fallen, these people are sinful, these people if they're encouraging such behavior are deceiving you. They're deceiving you into believing that they and they alone have certain answers, that they and they alone can lead you to the promised land. What Jesus tells us as a warning in this passage is not to be deceived. When they come to you with the worst, most dire predictions, the world is going to end this is the end of times follow me we have the only way out don't be deceived the only person who has the answers for us the only person who can save us the only person that we should place our hope and our trust is in Christ himself he says when these things happen it's just the beginning of birth pain he uses the the, the phrase birth pains, uh, some translation says like, it, it, it says birth pangs, right? So the idea of contractions that happen over and over and they get progressively stronger and stronger. And so there will, there will be times in the future that will be worse than what we face today. So what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to have faith. We're supposed to have hope. We're not supposed to have hope in people like me or people like you or people like you see on TV. We're supposed to have hope in our Lord and Savior in Jesus Christ. We're supposed to have faith that through him and through him alone will we be saved as individuals, that we can bring our families and we can bring our friends to Jesus and that they too will have eternal life with him. Because in this birth, as Christ uses this metaphor, as birth in these birth pains the end result of a birth is new life the end result of a birth is something special something that is uniquely divine a regular birth made in the image of the divine god this birth to come We can only assume that jesus means birth to a new life birth to a new existence birth to a new plane in unity with him for eternity and so that's this is how we need to look at this passage the first part a correct prophecy that that jesus did in fact predict the destruction of the temple and it happened the second part is that we should not be placing our trust and our hope in other men because we will be disappointed because these men are not christ because these men are not sinless because and and if these men want to promote this idea that you should follow them jesus says do not be deceived And that we should wait in the hope for him for this new birth, this new life that he has in store for us. And if we do that, then we're following what he says to do here. Does that make sense? Hopefully you get value out of this. Hopefully you get value out of this podcast and this community. And if you do, again, we ask it just that you share on your profile, uh, on your social media uh, profile you subscribe to this YouTube channel. You subscribe to this rumble channel. You subscribe to this podcast, wherever you're listening to it. We as a community can revitalize the Christian faith in our nation. And if we can do that, we can make this place a lot better, a lot more humane, a lot more generous, a lot more kind. Uh, and, and that would be a good thing. Wouldn't you agree? And so with that, ladies and gentlemen, until Friday, when we come to you again at the end of the week, to get your mind ready for the weekend. Until then, you guys stay on fire for Christ. Stay blessed. Good morning, Christian America.